So this Friday, what a main event on NJPW's brand new show. It is a weekly show every Friday, a brand new episode, New Japan Strong. We're on the road to Fighting Spirit Unleashed. My guest will be in the main event this Friday against Chase Owens at Bullet Club. It's PJ Black. It's so good to see you again, my friend. Look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Best shape of my life. Good to see you, Kevin. Dude, it, is, uh, it has just been so wonderful to get to see you compete on New Japan Strong and knowing that you're a part of the roster and being able to uh, just learn from you and see how you go about your business. It, you're exactly what a professional wrestler should be. Oh, thank you so much. Blowing up my ego right off the bat. I love it. Well, yeah. it, again, you know, with all of your experience that we were talking just a few minutes before we got on the air and talk about where we lived and stuff, you have wrestled, it seems like, everywhere. Give me some of the, give me some of the spots. Oh, well, uh, 48 states I've wrestled in in the U.S. I'm missing Vermont and Montana. So if any promoters out there listening, I'd really like to check off those states. Um, I've wrestled in 64 countries around the world. Um, I, you know, I started when I was really young. I started when I was 16. My dad was a wrestler and a promoter. So, you know, I, I started refereeing matches at the age of 11. So I grew up in this business. Yeah. It, you kind of didn't have a choice. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, was there a time that you ever thought, well, maybe I'll do something else or was it always just wrestling? No, I, um, so my dad passed away in 99 and everyone thought I was going to take over the wrestling company. Not many people know this, but uh, South Africa was unofficial territory in the 80s and 90s, you know. But when I was eight years old, I, I said, this is what I want to do. Um, so when my father passed away in 99, I kind of didn't want anything to do with wrestling. So I went to college. I got my degree. I got a master's in sports nutrition. Not many people know this. Um, uh, so I took like a four-year, three, four-year break to go to college. And I was living in London at the time. And I was walking down the street. And I heard bumping in a ring. And I was like, I know that sound. And I walked into this indie show and I saw AJ Styles wrestle Johnny Storm. And I was like, I started training the next day. I started wow. just training the next day. I started working shows around Europe. And I really, really tried to get into the New Japan dojo at that time. That, that was my ultimate goal in wrestling is to get into the dojo. But, you know, no kid has ever made it from South Africa or Africa. So nobody knew that there was, you know, talent out there or wrestling out there. And I tried and I tried and I couldn't get in and I couldn't get in. And I got offered the WWE deal and the developmental deal. And I, obviously, I didn't say no to that. And they moved me to the U.S. And that was 10 years ago. It, it's incredible to think about that being 10 years ago. Because to me, uh, it, it really seems like it was just yesterday. It, it's just right. funny how time does go. But what a, a world of journey, a lifetime of journey between you know, that time 10 years ago and today. I know it's been an incredible journey and I've been incredibly blessed, you know, like uh, I broke it in 97 and I, I cannot believe how time has flown from then. When we look at the roster of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling now, and especially on the New Japan Strong uh, broadcast, it's heavily influenced by Bullet Club and your match coming up Friday against Chase Owens. You know, you've always got, I see it as almost like, it's almost unfair because you know that looming on the horizon could be, you know, Chase gets in trouble. you got Hikaleo. You've got the Gorillas. You've got Jay White. you got Kenta. you got all this power right around them. And I, I've said, I think you guys, somebody needs to come together to 
put something against Bullet Club. Otherwise, everybody's going to get run out of the building. I agree. I agree. And maybe I'm that guy. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe I should set up a group. I don't know. Well, you've been part of a faction before that was a little uh, notorious. Uh, multiple factions, actually. In fact, I've been sending applications to the Bullet Club for years. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm a faction expert, and I just keep getting shut down. And you know what they say? If you can't join them, beat them. So <laughs> well, that's the route like I'm going to go. Sounds like a good plan. So your degree in uh, sports nutrition, I would imagine that, uh, again, that really came handy with traveling all over the world and being able to put together uh, diet plans and, and eating plans and workout plans. What do, what do you do each day to stay in the shape that you're in? Because it's fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. You know, I don't really work out anymore. I don't do weights or anything like that. I'll do calisthenics. I'll do a lot of yoga. Um, you know, I'm always active. I, I, I'm a skydiver. I paraglide. I base jump. So I hike a lot. Like, I love being out in nature. Um, I, I hike up as far as I can on the mountain, and I fly my paraglider down. It's, uh, that's, how, that's how I stay fit. Uh, as far as diet concerned, I, I, I play around with a lot of diets. I really enjoy the keto diet for um, cognitive function. Like it's, it's incredible the brain power you get because if you, if you get your body to run off ketones instead of uh, glycogen, it's kind of like, think about this, when you, your body will always use glycogen first for energy, right? And then fat. So your body's kind of like a hybrid, like a, like a Prius. So if you just use ketones, that's kind of like using rocket fuel. So you're on the next level if your body runs off ketone. It is very difficult to get into ketosis and the energy levels can go up and down the first nine or 10 days. But once you, once you hit like 21 days, it's, the brain power is incredible. That's my favorite part. So I, I literally just eat a, a super high fat diet, which contrary to popular belief, that's not the healthy way, but it really is if you think about it. I know a lot of uh, science has, has, has developed over the years. And again, the training in nutrition, if you think back to you know, your father's day and the way they ate and the way they trained versus the way you do, the athletes of today train, it's, it's really night and day. It's it incredible. It really is. And it, it keeps evolving. I mean, can you imagine where we're going to be when we find out more in like two, three, four, five years from now? Well, I, I know that you, you do a lot of study and, and you're constantly you know, delving into the science of things. Where do you see, like, how are we going to be able to tap into our deeper human potential down the road? Like, become that, you know, as artificial intelligence rises, but how can we become our own AI machine? Um, that's interesting you say that. I'm actually writing a book on that right now. I'm writing a book about uh, biohacking, and the, and the book is called You Are the Technology. Because uh, our human avatars is probably the highest technology, form of technology on this planet. And most people don't know that. And most people don't know how to activate these things, you know. I think in the next two or three years, it's gonna, there's going to be a massive change where, because, you know, people are becoming more conscious, more, you know, like the hippies. I don't know what you want to call it. But <laughs> people are raising their vibrations, raising their conscious. And, like, you know, once you connect mind with, uh, with the, the spirit within, that's the way it's gonna go. You'll see there's a massive movement right now, the earthing and the grounding movement, and also the, the, the conscious athlete movement. It's a, it's a massive, massive movement right now. And Because you know, like, like top athletes, like Kobe and Tiger Woods and these people, they already subconsciously know uh, how to get to the next level. 
but I don't think no one has taught them how to do it. It was just kind of ingrained in their DNA. And what I do is I teach athletes also how to tap into that source, if you will. I know Kota Ibushi has talked about, uh, he's a, a, a believer in uh, some of that, you know, what some might call like a new age approach uh, mm-hmm. to athletics and the blend with science. He said openly on a number of occasions, he believes he will live to 150 years old. <laughs> That's funny. I always say 125 for me. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he's just got different genetics or whatever. But oh yeah, but we, that's, all do, we all do. But that's really where the belief system is that we can go because it used to be, you know, the life life expectancy has grown from you know the forty, you know, passing away in your forties and fifties to now being close to eighty. But that next level is well over a hundred. Yes, and I believe that too. If you if you take care of yourself and and you know like meditate. I tell people this, it's your diet, but a lot of people, when they hear diet, they think it's nutrition. It's what you put inside your body, right? That is only a small percentage of it. The diet is consists of everything around you, like the people you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with negative people all the time, you're going to have a negative mindset. And we know for a fact, and this is scientifically proved that uh, thoughts create matter. So if you keep thinking negative thoughts, negative things are going to keep happening to you. That's why all these positive people, people I kind of hate on them because like, oh, everything just happens for you guys. It's all about the mindset. And I feel like that's what we're going into in the future. Like people are definitely changing their um, belief system, if you will. And that's a massive part, even in athletics and in, in our sport too. If you're conscious about what you do, if you're completely present in everything you do, you will, you can, you know, the sky's the limit. You can you're evolved. Be- we're, we're spirit beings having a human experience. <laughs> it, it's amazing. And, and when I said earlier on, you know, the, again, your influence on the locker room isn't just about, oh, how do I apply this arm bar? You know, I'm sure there's a little bit of technical talk. But what you have done in sort of spreading this message and encouraging others, great young athletes who just need the guidance. And, and again, you're an open book. So you, you readily share all of this. You do it in such a way that it's very understandable. It, it's not at a meta level. I, you know, as a layman, complete layman, I'm sitting here totally understanding the concepts of which you're speaking. It, it's, it's great. You've got a real grasp on it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, it took a while. It took me about 35 years to figure all that stuff out. But now I'm, I'm, I want to pave the way forward for the younger generation, especially in our business. You know, I want to teach them everything I've learned in my 25 years in this business. So, you know, obviously we all make mistakes, but hopefully they don't make the same mistakes I did. And, you know, open, expand their minds at a much younger age. Because there's some incredible talent in our industry right now, like all over the world, actually. And, you know, you know wrestling is such a a worldwide phenomenon right now, you know, like growing up in Africa, even right now, like some of the biggest wrestling shows in Africa are the like new Japan and ring of honor stuff where we, they focus on the athleticism, the sport of professional wrestling, you know, cause there's so many different languages in, in, in Africa. And a lot of people don't understand the, the, the dialogue, the verbal stuff, you know, like they don't understand the promos, but everyone understands wrestling. It's a, it's a worldwide language. And, and again, the, Fans who are watching New Japan Strong each and every week, both in Japan, all over the world, and the fans in the United States. Uh, it's Again, the universal language is professional wrestling. It has been for thousands of years and will continue on. Um, you know, I, want, I did want to ask, too, about your involvement with David Finley. 
because uh, Finley uh, went on this journey before turning pro and discovered wrestling while he was kind of on his own, you know, uh, discovery mission, if you will, his mission trip in South Africa. Yes, I, uh, I'm, I'm actually really good friends with Fit, his dad, Fit Finley, and who, who was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. One of my dream matches is still Fit Finley. Um, I study, as you can watch my style, I incorporate a lot of uh, Fit stuff. The late, fit, the late 90s Fit Finley, you know, like Fit changed and evolved all the time. And I think as, as, a, as a performer, it's very important to do that also uh, with your style in the ring and character stuff, obviously. Um, yeah, so Fit asked me one day, he's like, hey, I, I want, I want uh, Dave Jr. to experience it the right the old old school way you know this is what people used to do used to go live in territories all over and used to travel around and i was like i'll be happy to set that up and he was like i don't want to pay for anything i'm like yo you're fit finley you don't have to pay for anything (laughs) so yeah and uh and david's amazing he's i mean look at what a fantastic wrestler he has become yeah he's he's really growing and we're seeing that evolution on a week in and week out basis it has been great to see so i would imagine that the plan going back, you know, is still true for you today. Let's compete in New Japan. Let's, let's spread this message all over the world, I would imagine. Is that correct? That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Um, you know, I even, like, told him, I was like, hey, I'll move to Tokyo for a year because I've lived all over the world. I've lived in pretty much every major city around the world, uh, three different continents. You know, I'd love to go live in Tokyo, even if it's just for a year or two. Um, let's see what happens. I think it's a possibility. I think I'm on the right path right now and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I, I think I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, my dad was a wrestler. My dad told me this when I was a young kid. He goes, between 40 and 44, you're going to have the time of your life. You're going to be, you have more money than you've ever had. You're going to do the best work that you've ever done before. And I was like, what? 40 sounds so old. <laughs> I'm 40 next year. And it, it, it really has become my reality. You know, like he, I love watching him between 40 and 44. That was the best time in his career, I think. And uh, I, I'd like to believe that I'm following in his footsteps and, and following the same, same kind of like path the same, at the same timeline. Well, again, the, the, certainly the best is yet to come uh, for you, PJ. There's no doubt about it. Uh, course, you have sure. everything that every wrestler could want. And the opportunity for you to stay, uh, you know, to have all this and still be so humble and grounded, uh, I think really will, will continue to benefit you. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing the match, calling the match this Friday. You versus that nefarious Chase Owens Bullet Club. You've got to watch out for those guys. But it's going to oh, be man. a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And like you said, you've got to always watch your back there. They're a great faction, obviously. And there's, you know, they're... I don't want to say unstoppable. Right now they are, but, you know, never say never. And uh, maybe I'll put a group together that will take these guys on. Well, we look forward to seeing that. PJ Black, I want to thank you for your time. And uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Definitely when that book comes out, we're yes. definitely going to talk a lot about that. Sounds good. I mean, I probably another. I wanted to have it done by Christmas, but realistically, it's looking like the following Christmas because the, the research that I got into just, you know how it goes. You go down this rabbit hole and it's just more and more and more stuff. And, you know, I want to get all this stuff out there. Um, I want to teach people some of my meditation techniques, some of my breathing techniques that have helped me. You know, a lot of my friends struggle with uh, uh, depression and uh, CTE and concussions is a big thing in our industry. And most people don't realize that you can sort all that stuff out without any drugs. You can do it by breathing exercises, by meditation. 
Um, think about this, like a lot of people believe that we live in a simulation, right? If this is a simulation, then breathing techniques will be the cheat codes to this video game. Again, you make it so easy and very understandable. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to the match this Friday. PJ, I want to thank you for your time, buddy. Thank you so much, Tim. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. That's PJ Black, everybody. And uh, we can't wait to see the match against Chase Owens this Friday on New Japan Strong on the road to fighting spirit unleashed.